Welcome to the Try Self Love Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Barber, and I'm a Master Life and Relationship Coach. I'm your host, Kristen Dicker, and I'm a Transformational Health and Wellness Life Coach. If you're curious about what self-love is, you've come to the right place. Each week, we'll dive deeper into the steps it takes to develop self-love. Here we go. Hi, welcome to the Try Self Love Podcast. I'm Kristen Dicker and I'm your host and my co-host Becky Barber is with me today. Hey Becky, how are you today? I'm so good, Kristen. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really great. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about fear. Uh-oh. Uh, and I uh, just want to preface this by saying that these topics we're talking about sometimes are a little heavy. And uh, the reason for that is because we want to be real truthful about how we feel in order to get to the fun part of (laughs) self-love. So that's why it's going a little deep right now, a little heavy. Uh, We promise to make it fun along the way if we can. But, you know. Oh, sorry. I would like to say I agree with that, right? Like it takes some of the darkness to make the light shine even brighter. So. We have a big range of emotions. Not all are positive. Like life is not just sunshine and rainbows. So we want to explore these these darker parts so we can process those as well. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and the idea is, I like what you're. I like what you're saying about you know the parts of our life aren't always shiny and bright. But the thing about it is, there's always joy underneath those painful feelings, and joy is really our natural essence. So when we are in self-awareness with the feelings and we're in contact with them and we allow them, we cry through them or however we feel through them, we acknowledge them and honor them. Then we get to the fun. Then we get to the joy and we get to really, really know that, no, it's not always going to be joyful every second of the day, but it can encompass more of our life than maybe how we were living before when we were sort of in denial of the feelings and allowing the feelings to sort of control us and be leading our lives, you know. No, you're fine. I was just talking with a client the other day about this because she has this expectation that there needs to be more joy, especially at work. She's not loving her job. And I said, we have to keep our expectations at a level that's reality-based, you know? Like, we're not going to just be walking around full of joy all the time. That's not my reality. But where we start is we look for the moments of joy and just appreciate them. That gratitude element is huge for joy. Yeah, and I think being realistic about life and knowing that life, like you're saying, isn't always going to be filled with joy, really almost expecting that life is going to be hard, sometimes it's going to be filled with suffering, actually helps us to face reality better and really get through those hard times, knowing that we're going to get back to that basic level of, I call it surrender or acceptance or zero point, like where we feel okay, well, that was hard, but now, I, now I'm good. Now, now I can you know, feel centered again. So just getting back to that base level again of it's okay, I'm okay, that bad thing happened, I survived, and now I will find even more joy because I know I can get through and handle the hard times. And the thing about fear is, fear is kind of one of those things where you can feel um, the fear of, let's say, being alone in this universe if you don't have like a connection with something greater than you. Um, You can have a fear 
related to in, in opposition to love. Like love to me personally is really all that there is. But then there's this fear part that keeps us alive, right? It keeps us from getting eaten by a bear. You know, there's, there's reason, there are reasons for fear. Sometimes we take it to the next extreme and live in a constant state of anxiety, fear, stress, and that's really, really hard on our bodies. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about my like esoteric framework on an emotional framework when it comes to fear, as well as the health impacts. And I think you were going to talk a little bit about anxiety and other kinds of fear that happen on the daily for people. Is that right, Becky? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of our modern day lions, right? Like we're not being chased by a bear, but we do have other stresses and our body reacts the same as our ancestors when they were physically being chased, right? Like all the blood goes to the brain and the limbs, we can run away and parts of our brain do shut down in fear. So we do get a little bit of a fog. It's just like fight, flight, freeze, right? Those are the responses. You're not like logically, I'm going to be five minutes late. I'm in this traffic and I'm freaking out. You're not in that moment like logically telling yourself, well, it's not a bear, so I need to stop being afraid. Calm down. Why am I stressed? We don't really have that ability in the moment of that stress to talk ourselves out of it. But the deep breathing, like you just said earlier, telling ourselves, it's okay, I'm safe. Those kinds of things really do help physiologically, which later on helps us mentally. It just takes a minute. I know for me, when I'm stressed or afraid, there's a pit in my stomach. I have really shallow breathing. I'm definitely not like having a panic attack per se, but I'm just in that mode where I can't really think and that's that's where I'm at. I'm just like trying to control what I can. My shoulders are tight. My brain's a little bit offline. <sighs> yeah, it makes me wanna take a deep breath right now just thinking about it. because that's kind of the space that I've been in this week and then sometimes I'll grab chocolate because I think that'll help and that's my poor coping skill that I've developed but it's like you said that fear of not being loved that's a big one for all humans we have that need of love safety and belonging so my week so far has just been a little stressful for me. I realized like I've had some FOMO for my kids, not just for me, but we recently moved to the area so they don't have great friends yet. They have friends at school, but they don't know where they live. And it just feels like everyone else has friends over and they're hanging out all day long. And I worry for my kids that they're not going to have that. And if we're not careful, our brains can just really sell us this story of doom and gloom and there's no way out. So... As right. I deep breathe again, just thinking about where I've been this week. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That that everyday sort of anxiety, of the fearing the future is the anxiety. And the sadness that we feel might be the past, right? So when we're present and we're able to like take a deep breath, pause, step back, reframe the way we're thinking about things that can help with the everyday anxiety. Because when we have that everyday anxiety, it's hitting our, it's lighting up our um, sympathetic nervous system, which is the part of us that goes into fight or flight. It has, it releases all the stress hormones like cortisol, adrenaline. And 
other neurotransmitters. And it makes kind of a cocktail of just, you know, extra work for basically our immune system to try to clean up. And, and when you, when your immune system sort of focused on that, it can't do its job of what it's supposed to do, which is, you know, take care of the floating cancer cells that are always in our body and other, you know, invaders that are in our body. So it, it, it affects our immune system. It makes us sick when we are stressed. It physically does make us sick. So that mind-body-spirit connection is, in fact, real. And when we have the emotional feelings that are detrimental, it does release chemicals, and then our bodies do have to deal with that. And that puts us a little bit you know, behind the eight ball in terms of our health. And we want to be in the space of love. Love is a parasympathetic response. That's when we are in relaxation mode, when we deep breathe, when we meditate, when we're mindful, when we slow it down, we can heal Mm. because that's when our body can do its job. It's not under stress to get us out of stress. (laughs) So that's why you kind of look, we can look at how love is the feeling we want to feel and fear is the feeling we don't want to feel unless we have to feel it. And when we have to be running from that tiger or bear. We want fear, but we just don't want it in traffic. We don't want it because we're late on a project that our boss needed 10 minutes ago or needs in five years, but is acting like they needed today or yesterday. Or the kids are, we worry about the kids not having enough playtime and with friends and all the things that can go wrong. It's like really important that we find a way to stay in this moment and try to know that everything right now is okay. And a lot of what I do as a coach is help people shift the habits that they have, those patterns and habits that create the coping mechanisms of, let's say, eating chocolate or being afraid or anxious just because it feels appropriate to feel that way, right? I mean, it becomes an addictive thing for us to feel certain ways because we've always done it. And so what I like to do with my clients is take them back to like when this started and and kind of root out when it started and change the behavior, change the belief that created this idea that I have to be a chocoholic. I have to be a workaholic. I have to be stressed all the time. Life will give us many opportunities to be stressed and be afraid, but it's about how we get back into mindfulness that gets us to stay calmer and at ease. And when we're at ease, we can heal and we can deal with life so much more effectively because we can pause and we can step back and we can breathe and then new creative ideas do come from that space of just calm. What do you think about that? So I I love all the tips that you're offering. I've noticed for me, I just have a lot going on. My daughter's getting married next month on top of school and work and family and life in general. And there are moments where I wake up and I am like, my brain is just full speed ahead and I've got a lot of anxiety. And I would love to just say that I do sit and meditate. No, I go for a run. (laughs) For me, like physically moving my body, getting out of my head so much and just like pumping it out, right? Working out. You don't have to run. You can do yoga. You can walk. You can swim. Whatever your true love of. We We were made to move. Like God built us so that we are physical, active beings. And that really helps me process not just the stress out of my body, but a lot of the the crazed, like the crazed mind, right? So, yeah, 
I love that. Movement is so important and it does, it really, really helps you have a reset. Right. You know, like I notice if I go and do some kind of workout in the middle of the day or in the morning, in the morning, especially just sets my whole yeah. day. When I do in the middle of the afternoon, it's kind of like, okay, I'm taking a break from all the crazy and I might not get the crazy stuff done. Oh, but I will because I'll have more energy when I'm done. Right. And another thing that's really good for that is decluttering. Have you ever noticed that? Like when you organize your life, uh, Mentally, that's just mentally, emotionally, and physically as well. But mentally, that's just a really nice way to calm down a little bit, like really feel like, okay, now everything's in order. And it just creates so much space in you and it creates that peace. Um, And all this to me relates to fear because when we have so much anxiety and so much stress and so much going on, it does create this feeling of like fear, it does. It, it creates more fear. It, it makes you feel sometimes, or at least for me, it's made me in my life felt like, feel like abandoned. <laughs> like you abandon yourself when you are worried about everything else, right? You're abandoning yourself when you're allowing anxiety to take over or when any of these feelings like the depression, the anxiety, the shame, when you, uh, when you don't integrate and like be in relationship with the feelings, they sort of create these other side feelings. Like we're talking about today, like the anxiety and the mm-hmm. worry. Um, and when you, when you're in a space of self-love and you're acknowledging, I'm afraid right now. And I'm anxious right now. I'm scared right now that things are going to go really bad in my, in my yeah. life then the fear sort of doesn't have as much weight or hold or control over you, you know? And when I'm in that space of, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and this is happening, my kids and this, then I, and I'm abandoning myself. And then I start to feel like I will be abandoned or I will be rejected or somebody will forget me or lose me. And then it makes me even more anxious. So it's almost like getting into the space of like, what am I really afraid of here when I get anxious? Like step back, ask yourself, what am I afraid of right now? You might think your your mind might say, oh, nothing, just you're being stupid. But your body will tell you, if you ask your body, like your stomach, that's a good place where you hold fear. Ask, why am I afraid right now? Could be your chest, could be your heart, right? That's the anxiety you're feeling. And it might tell you like, I'm afraid the kids are just going to like die or something bad's going to happen if they don't play with their friends. Okay. And you can just work with that. Like, okay, that that's good to know. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but you know, it's good to know that. So yeah. So what do you think? Well, I was thinking you're a little more advanced than me and probably a lot of our listeners. I think for us, the awareness, first of all, that I am stressed or that I am feeling fear. Mm-hmm. You really, like you were saying, you can't just push it aside and pretend it's not happening. You've really got to just accept and just name it. Give your feeling a name. Instead of like being at war with yourself, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to be depressed. Instead of like fighting that, like you were saying, just accept, okay, this is where I'm at. And then you add the self-love and that's okay. I'm not the only person who's been through this or who will go through this. And just talk to yourself as you would a friend. Like, how are you feeling right now? Okay, you feel stressed. What's making you stressed? What are you worried about? You can journal this. You could say a prayer to your higher power. 
You could call up an actual friend, right? When's the last time we picked up the phone and called someone instead of sending a text? But there are ways to connect to others that would help us move through these negative feelings too. But until we can get to where you're at, I think just being aware or even being able to say, I don't feel peace. What do I feel? Just figuring out where mm-hmm. you're at before you can start to move through it is that awareness part, right? That's the first step is being aware. Absolutely. Yeah, the self-awareness is so yeah. important. Yeah, and I do tend to take it pretty deep because, you know, there might be some people who are in that space too of just that depth. But I think for the most part, most of us do operate with from where you're saying, like just at least getting like understanding like what you're feeling I think a lot of us don't even know because we're not in our bodies enough to know we just know we have a lot of thoughts right we're just like I don't know all I know is I've got a lot going on in my mind and there's a lot going on in my life and it's all falling apart and life's up see how fast you start to talk I start to talk fast when I'm feeling anxious and so that's another thing like if you just want to deal even with just the health part of it slow it down because when you slow it down you're going to get more information about what is it I'm feeling? What is it I'm thinking right now? What's making me feel this way because of how I'm thinking? And just start asking yourself, like you said, like a friend, like, or like, even like if you're parenting, like a parent, like a parent that you always wanted to care about you is asking you, honey, what is it that you're feeling? Tell me. You can reparent yourself that way. It's really cool. And, or you can use your higher self. You can use, you know, your higher power. You can use whoever you want in your own mind. This is your activity. And then you get to be in self-love and you get to be your own best friend and have your back and all these cool things happen from that. But the idea is to really reduce the fear response, the stress response, because I think that will help with um, health above and beyond everything else, right? It will help you slow down. And so many good things come from just slowing down. Yeah, and I just, I I hope our listeners can see how much practice you've given this, right? This is a practice. So it's something that we practice. We don't just do this overnight, but it's inspiring to me. You just seem really in tune and you're able to move through some of the emotions quicker. And I don't, I'm not there yet, but I just want to encourage our listeners that this, like I said, it's a practice and you will get there. And just listening to us and this awareness, being aware is a very first step. And so if you can even just work on that. How am I feeling right now? Do some check-ins. And don't do it all day long. Am I happy? Am I happy? You're never going to be happy if you're checking your temperature every single second. But just when you have that pit in your stomach, taking that minute, like you said, maybe you do go for a run and then you take the time to settle in and say, what do I need? What's going on for me? And then you'll figure it out faster as you work through it and practice and get to know yourself better. Yeah, it does. And that's the thing I wanted to say a couple of things about that is this stuff that I'm talking about and you're talking about that we're, the, the, the place we're at individually may be slightly different. It's not that much different. I mean, you're, you've gotten, <laughs> you've gotten through your own. We have gotten through our own stuff, which is why we know what to say and how to do it. And we just want to help you learn faster, maybe faster than I did for sure. This has been many years for me. I don't know how long you've been on your personal journey, but I want to see people aware and, and awaken to themselves and love themselves so much faster than I did it that like any tips I can give, any help, and that's why I coach because I want you to feel amazing. I want you to feel, you know, 
shine your light to this world. You came here for a reason. You should be happy. You can't be happy every second of your life, but that's okay. You can find a way to be at ease and at peace. And that doesn't have to be happy all the time. That can just be, I feel good enough right now. And that's amazing. And another thing you can do if you want is primal scream. <laughs> that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, people um, go into these rooms in other countries sometimes and they scream. And you can do it in your car. You can do it in your house. You can do it anywhere. But sometimes, like, if you exercise, you let off that steam. And if you yell from, like, the pit of your bottom of your body, like the bottom of your soul just needs to right. scream, it actually releases a lot of the pressure And then you may end up crying, you may end up laughing, you may just be fine, but you get out the the trapped energy. And again, that gets you into a space of calm so you can think about what should I do next? How am I feeling? Who am I? What's my deal? You know, it gets you into self-awareness and actually talking to yourself more. So it's another idea maybe for people if they want more ideas. Kristen, I love that you brought that up because it's reminding me of a time in my life where I had just lost a baby, so I did have a lot of anger, but I didn't feel like I could express it. I had really little kids that didn't understand, and I was already crying a lot. I wasn't going to start screaming and scare them, but I spent (laughs) a lot of time in my car, in the garage, screaming in that car, just allowing the emotion, right? But I didn't feel that I could in any other situation, but I'm just remembering, oh, the screaming, the crying. Sometimes I would laugh because I was so angry. And then it like, it was gone because you processed it. And I had a therapist who said, take some ice and throw it at a fence. And she had me do this with my kids. So they were like, I was like, whatever you're mad about, just throw it at the fence and yell. And they they were, I want ice cream and like throw the ice, right? I mean, just funny stuff for them. And I was like, I'm angry and I hate this. And, but it was just like, you're saying, just allowing that anger. We're so afraid to show our true emotions sometimes. And that really holds us back because it stays with us until we get it out. Yeah. Another thing I thought of when you were saying that was how after my mother passed away, um, I was crying a little bit, but my kids were little and I was a little afraid to like, let them see me crying so much, even though it would make sense that they, I would be crying. And it should be an example I give to them that when someone we love dies, we cry. And, you know, any loss that we have, we cry. And I was always trying to be in awareness of how they should feel, you know, I, to teach them how they can feel and it's okay. But for some reason with this, I just kind of hid away and I'd cry. And then I just kind of block it away. And I don't think to this day, 11 years later, I've actually really grieved mm. the loss of my mother yet. But um, I'm sure I will sometime. But what happened in the meantime was I became anxious. I started having panic attacks and anxiety because I wasn't letting myself feel the feelings. And I did have a lot of anger just based on, you know, my relationship with her is a little bit tough. And um, so I just bottled it up. And this is how I know what it feels like to bottle up emotion. I had anxiety. I had panic attacks. And until I was able to sort of feel some things that I had to go, I saw a therapist and I talked about my feelings that helped release a lot of the pressure. Um, but if I would have just screamed my head off a few times or 20 million times, however many I needed to, I might not have had that. And it was very scary because panic attacks are very yeah. frightening. I did think I was going to die. I thought I was going to have, you know, definitely a heart attack. I thought that I just wasn't going to be able to breathe. And I know the real feeling of anxiety now because of that. I don't really have it a lot, but that from that experience, I know you must feel your feelings. And if you're afraid, find a way to talk to yourself 
or someone else process it. So you're not bottling it up and feeling that anxiety, which again, not only is it scary and creates more anxiety, it's also bad for your stress levels and your body health-wise. So again, every time you're in touch with any of your feelings and you're just in friendship with your feelings, you're giving yourself love and it's helping you to not have worse things go on down the line. Yeah, I just, I love, thank you for sharing that. It's such a good point. And we will be discussing grief down the road, but I love how you just came out and just told us all this. Like, we can't always pinpoint the start of our anxiety, but we are here to offer people a better way to live. And anxiety is not fun. I've had it the last several years. I'm not sure where it originated. I'm learning to move through it more quickly at times. And sometimes I'm still a little slow. But like you said, it's, it's not fun. And life, you said this at the beginning, right? Life is hard. And I kind of look at it like it's going to be 50% awesome and 50% rough. So we're just trying to help our listeners to have a little more of that fun and that enjoyment and that self-love as they go through the difficult emotions. So we're so thankful for our audience for being here with us this week. Kristen, I, as always, love talking to you. I feel the same. It's great. I I feel like we really hashed some good stuff out here today. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Let's go scream in our cars. (laughs) I hope our audience feels that. Yeah, totally. I'm going to do that right now. Here I go. Bye. (laughs) Uh, Well, good. Well, thank you all for for listening in. And um, we're really happy to be able to serve this world with our message and hopefully people find it helpful. If nothing else, we just enjoy talking about it and sharing it. And I think that any little bit helps. And again, I think all of us are here to help each other grow and be happy. And I think we're trying to do our part in that. And hopefully whatever we've we've said here hits some kind of resonation point with you and, and makes you feel like a little bit more um, aware of yourself and helps you find more of your own self-love. So thanks again for joining us today and we will see y'all next time. Bye. If you like what you've been learning about self-love, come join us in our free Facebook group, Try Self-Love. We'd also appreciate if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. That way your friends and family and others who need us can find us. We're so glad you're here. See you next week.